Hey there, An Archaeologist podcast listeners. Archie Webby, or Chris Webster, here from the Archaeology Podcast Network. I just wanted to let you know what we have in store for the next couple months. We officially launched the APN on December 1st. In the first month, we have five shows. The fine show that you're listening to, the CRM Archaeology Podcast, the Struggling Archaeologist's Guide to Getting Dirty, the Archaeotech Podcast, and Profiles in CRM. Coming in January, we're adding three more shows, Excavating Sex, Archaeological Fantasies, which is all about debunking pseudo-archaeology and features co-host and author Ken Fader, and finally, Pioneers in CRM. There is a fourth show that I'll keep a secret since I don't really know if I can pull it off yet. So come on over to the Archaeology Podcast Network at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com and check us out. On the website, you can listen to shows, suggest show topics, and leave a donation so we can continue to bring you great shows. By January, we'll have about 14 archaeology podcasts per month. To me, that's worth supporting. Now, back to Tristan and the Anarchaeologist podcast. Hello and welcome to a very special Anarchaeologist podcast. Um, I don't have a guest today, but I do have something for you, so I hope you enjoy this. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the sight, everything was out, even the light. The trowels were laid on the table with care, a weather-beaten coat hung on a chair. The archaeologists all snug in their beds, while dreams of theory danced in their heads. With the site manager snoring, and I wide awake, I'm the last piece of fresh Christmas cake. When outside the tent there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bag to see what was the matter. Away to the door that I threw open with ease, for the sight I saw did not leave me pleased. The moon hung up there in the sky, a number of elves had suddenly dropped by, with trowels in one hand and buckets the other. They went under the main trenches cover. Oh no, I cried, the context will be lost. We will expose fragile artifacts out to the frost. When back came the cry, high-pitched in tone, Don't worry, sir, we've just found a bone. A small little head poked out from below, fresh-faced and dirty and covered in snow. We heard your wish on the breeze tonight, cracked open the stable, and we took flight. Up from the sky arose a great cry, an old gentleman booming as he drove by, as if on the wind a sleigh pulled by deer. Oh, what a sight to my eyes should appear. The whiskey bottle that I'd held so tight was now beginning to give me a fright. When at once I knew who it was quite quick, my red-suited old friend must be St. Nick. Now Shanks, now Leaky, now Hodder, now Binford, O Wheeler, O Child, O Schiffer and Clark, lead me from North Pole on through the dark. I swear I was dreaming, so taken aback, that these names that I heard were wrong, that's a fact. And as soon as I turned back onto the elves, and beneath the dark tarpaulin I delved, I saw not Saxon gold or Roman wall, but a Neolithic post hole as part of a hall. What wonderful diggers these little elves are, for a door was being shut, it must be my car. 
I rushed to the jeep, concerned for its health. On the back seat lay a journal of wealth. Intricate notes of all shape and size, glowing diagrams danced before my eyes. The elves had written the best sight report to date to the others to show I could not wait. I feared to wake them. They would not believe my sight. So I whispered so gently to all a good night right. I really hope you enjoyed that because I loved uh, writing and uh, saying that. That was kind of fun. Um, so anyway, I want to run over the last um, bit of the year because... Yeah, I couldn't get somebody in, because uh, I was lazy ass, and uh, so when I've made this show, I've always wanted to review it at some point, I've always wanted to kind of look back at discrete points and, you know, try and make sense of what I've achieved, because ultimately, if I'm not actively trying to look back and change things, then I'm not really doing anything. Um, so, I mean, it, it's coming to that time of year, where the, <laughs> ar arguably, uh, the arbitrary end of year, and uh, where one reflects on the experience of the last 12 months. And I find it that more appropriate for myself is instead the focus of the last four months, since that's the time in which this podcast and blog has been running. It may seem premature to some that I would look back and recount such a short space of time, and or, you know, where my projects come. However, I set out in this project with the goal of reviewing my progress um, as I went along. In, a, in an attempt to focus and to shape the beast that I have made, as it were. At the time of writing, I have nine episodes complete and one special episode done, all of which have been actually on schedule, which is quite nice. So the regularity of this output has meant that I'm in control of how the show presents itself. The choice to do fortnightly shows was definitely a deliberate choice due to my work time constraints, or at least what I perceived my time constraints to be. Ultimately, we have to make best use of the time we have, and, you know, that sometimes, even with the fortnightly shows, can be sometimes difficult. And I find myself editing up until the release date, zooming through a show, and probably missing out quite a lot of little things that I should edit. I sometimes feel as if I don't really have enough time to record, edit, and promote, but... Again, this is probably just my time management and the occasional Assassin's Creed 2 session. However, there is a silver lining in what I'm trying to de really describe above. My complaints, more importantly, more important than my complaints is feedback that I get for shows. And it really makes my day, my week, my month to hear people really enjoying the show. and Or, you know, thinking it's thought-provoking and sometimes professional sounding, although I don't know who they are. After an inflation of my ego, I do like to hear constructive feedback to bring me down back down to earth, often commentating on the structure of the show. I've had people talk about the length and both which are kind of integral to the original for format description. I like to say that in keeping with the anarchy of an archaeologist that my, refuse, my shows refuse to follow social norms and they try to be lower lo-fi or colloquial. However, I do have to wonder sometimes, is that because I'm producing subpar shows and just trying to justify my laziness as like a style? 
or is it my inability to create a better show that I'm trying to kind of flaunt it as well? That's one of the selling points. I often feel torn between looking at the podcast as something successful, especially in the networking I've achieved, and in such a short space of time, and viewing it as another drop in the internet ocean of blogs, in the internet ocean of blogs, because it's just one of many different things out there. I mean, if you ever look at Doug's archaeology, um, he has a list of over 400 blogs, um, a blog about archaeology. Fantastic list. And it's a really fantastic list, and I've found myself going down it a few times. But I think when making my first blog post, I made sure to make sure... I made... When I was making my first blog post, I made sure that I made it clear that I was not a professional archaeologist. But now looking back, what what did I mean by that? What was I trying to say? Maybe I was trying to cover my back. You know, hiding behind the veil of the amateur. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not professional. I don't claim to be. But in shedding the robes of expertise, I mean, what was I trying to defend against? You know, oh, yeah, I can't be criticized formally because, well, I'm not making a formal, you know, um, interpretation. I'm not putting it out there as something definite. But but was I, why did I need to turn my back on archaeological authority why do i need to turn my back on archaeological authenticity i mean was i making the point i wasn't professional because i've never been paid and then that begs the question is it my first paycheck or my first day of work i mean or is it even that i need a cifa accreditation that's the chartered institute for archaeologists i mean at what point do i then become a professional archaeologist and what point does it is it yes you're an archaeologist and that's a very incre- interesting question especially when we start talking about the value of archaeology and um well archaeologists should be paid and all this you know we're getting to a point where we're having to decide who an archaeologist is at the same time as not excluding people and that's i mean maybe we have to exclude people maybe we have to say well you know you're an archaeologist you aren't an archaeologist but that brings with itself a lot of complications which are very important and i think maybe i should talk about whether i'm a professional archaeologist or not because even if i'm not a professional archaeologist why does that make any of my interpretations worth anything less because then surely I would consider any sort of interpretations made by communities, I would consider any interpretations made by communities um, through public archaeology projects to be worth less than a quote-unquote professional archaeologist, surely. Because I'm bringing myself down to that state, you know, wouldn't I bring others? And that made me realise that I don't really need to talk about being a professional archaeologist or not. I don't need to say whether I'm a professional or not people people have to make up their own mind whether they think what I, ha- what I have to say is good or not and whether it's correct or not and I'm pretty sure that any archaeologist will take no time to kind of say um, yeah you know what you're talking a load of balls so you're talking a load of absolute junk so I realize that I'm not going to say if I'm a professional archaeologist or not I'm not going to make a point of it, because what's the point, you know? I'm not going to, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to say that people who don't have archaeological qualifications can't make judgments about the past. They can't say things about the past because that's not what I believe. Yes, we need archaeologists. Yes, we need people to have standards in the field. But when we start talking about professional archaeologists, we can't use it as a sign of status. Which is probably what I'm trying to talk about. Anyway, maybe I should talk about what I'm going to plan to do over the next uh, year. So, as you may know, on the Archaeology Podcast Network... Uh, we have Profiles in CRM. Now, Profiles in CRM is US-based. It's done by Chris Webster. It's really, really great show. It gives you a nice insight into CRM in America. Now, I'm wanting to start a UK analogue to it. I'm going to call it the Archaeological Cross-Section because we're taking a cross-section of the profession, hopefully. And uh, so I'm looking for people who are uh, professional commercial archaeologists to come to me and talk to me. So it doesn't matter what you do. Um, just I've got a few questions to ask and really I want it as a kind of as a way of knowing about what's going on in the commercial world but maybe to a larger audience than usually hears about it and I think it would be very very good for people who are wanting to get into um, commercial archaeology to hear what it's like and to kind of know what kind of what what happens in the day-to-day world so that's definitely on the cards and I'm going to be hunting down a few people to talk about that at some point. Um, I'm also I'm toying with the idea of doing a bunch of videos. Yes, I know, videos. But don't worry, you won't be able to see my face. Um, I will might, might be considering looking at Skyrim through the eyes of an archaeologist, playing as an archaeologist. Uh, I still have to get a, a few things together for that. I kind of uh, don't know how I want to structure it, what I want to do with it yet. But, I, you know, I suggested it on Twitter a few weeks ago and I got good feedback. So I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what, I, you know what? I'll try and do this. And uh, I, I promise, Mr. <laughs> Andrew Reinhardt, I will not loot. Um, only if my salary isn't good enough. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, so there's that. And there's obviously a lot more anarchaeologist podcast shows coming out i'm wanting to tackle a few other very very interesting points um especially voices that are do not get a lot of attention in mainstream media and consequently mainstream media uh portrayal of archaeology so that'll be really really interesting um there's also if anybody's interested uh you should check out the european archaeological association it's next september i know that seems really really far away but the papers um there's a call for papers currently and uh, i think you should go and check out the communicating archaeology set theme and you should just check out you know uh down the list and just check out all those different um sessions i, I think they're really really interesting sessions and it's not like I have a session or anything. So if you're interested in the EAA 2015, that's in Glasgow, which is a wonderful, wonderful city. It was just there a few days ago. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, you should definitely, definitely check that out. And actually, on that topic, um, I was in Glasgow a couple of days ago. And if you're in Glasgow, right, there's an amazing, amazing exhibition um, about architecture and social change and it's absolutely fantastic um it's talking about how architecture can employ you know ideas of participation and it just it's got so many great 
it's got it's so good it's so good and honestly um if you want to know uh, as an archaeologist how to do you know community projects like one way of doing them really really well should definitely check out that because it's just the language is very very similar to what i hear from archaeologists and i think it's great that there are other you know areas that are picking up on participation on community involvement i think we as archaeologists all spread the love so yeah anyway i'm going to wrap this up i hope you all have a wonderful wonderful christmas um i am i'm going to be working christmas so yeah but anyway i hope you all guys have a really wonderful christmas because this is going to go out on the 24th and um yeah enjoy enjoy i i've really enjoyed doing this year and i hope to do many many more we've got some wonderful people lined up who i'm so excited to talk to i mean oh i absolutely love this honestly so if you're really interested in <laughs> yeah sorry uh, if you're really really interested in getting involved you can always send me an email admin at anarchaeologist.co.uk or alternatively you can tweet me at an archaeologist because i love i love getting stuff on twitter because it goes straight in my phone and i just i reply just as quickly as i can there's some actually there's some great uh, people on twitter you have to check out there's um archaeology in uh 3d uh which is i think uh, german I, I i'm pretty sure basically if you go on my twitter i'll i'll mention it a few times after i release the show uh you should also check out love archaeology who are based in glasgow you should check out tomb raider archaeology it's a blog uh tr archaeology at tr archaeology absolutely fantastic uh, you should check out a bunch of other people. Okay, just, you know, I don't know. Follow everybody I follow, okay? Oh, yeah, and I want to give a particular shout-out to a um, kind of podcast that's been, uh, you know, uh, has been retweeting me a lot, which is Muse Musings of a Sheba, which I think is a kind of like a, it's like a tech podcast with, um, like, talking about stuff like Bitcoin and stuff. And, you know, uh, obviously, I don't know if you know about Dogecoin. That's, that's all the cryptocurrency stuff which is and tech which is really really interesting it's interesting because i'm a nerd and if you're a nerd as well and you find it interesting go and check musings of a shiba you can find them on twitter you can put you can find them on google as well so thank you very much to everybody who's taking part in the show this year i'm so so grateful for you giving me your time people like lorna richardson people like andrew reinhardt people like tyra cobblestone people like uh, mr soup of course from the archeo soup channel how can i forget him um and uh, gabe mashenka um ed gonzalez tenant oh they're just oh they're just so wonderful people and i really hope to do more shows with them and more shows with other people in the meantime, remember you can check out the Archaeotech podcast, you can check out the CRM Archaeology podcast, you can check out the Struggling Archaeologist Guide to Getting Dirty. All of those are available, of course, on the Archaeology Podcast Network, which is the most fantastic web network of podcasts for archaeology out there. It's it's actually it's the only archaeology podcast network. I don't think if there is another one, we'll 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 find it. We'll find it, we'll talk about it. But, um, yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. And you should definitely, definitely give it a listen if you choose to, you know. Uh, of course, I'm I'm very involved. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys, uh, I, I hope you like this uh, show. I know it's a bit shorter than usual and it's a bit weird. And, um, but, yeah, 
<laughs> anyway, guys, um, I love you all, and I'll see you into the new year. You have a great time, okay? This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.